What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Benelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, Di Montalbano, back on the pod. Fellas, how we doing? It's another Sunday. Big game. Oh, great. It's do or die week for a lot of teams, especially our New York Jets. So I'm excited to watch some fucking football. And even though it is a bit, a little bit bittersweet, obviously, uh, we usually don't have our we don't have our usual college football slate for the second week in a row. But hey, quelled a lot, and uh, with uh, some NFL on Saturday, and we have a uh, an insane Saturday night game, which I'm pumped to watch. Yeah, right. How we doing, buddy? Fucking doing well, dude. This final stretch for the uh, NFL, this playoff race, is gonna be really fun to watch. I'm super excited to see how this turns out. I mean, the Jets are locked, obviously, to make the make the playoffs, <laughs> but for everyone else, though, you know. Yeah, you know if you know what's actually funny. You say that. I feel like this year, I feel like less people are in the running. Less teams are in the running, technically, like on a realistic level, than most years. If, I think less teams, but I feel like it, everything's like kind of like condensed. You know what I mean? I feel like it yeah. is less teams, but like like those like like seven or eight teams or like seven teams, I guess eight teams that are like can make it are super close. And then even a counter like the draft for draft purposes, draft. I was dude, just shit's saying. fucking bananas. Like if a team <laughs> wins, they're gonna like they yeah. they go up like ten spots. It's crazy. One game, one game in the draft separates pick four from fourteen. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That, hey, we. I mean. Those are always fun to evaluate. All I could say is, for a very long time as a Jet fan, it feels really nice not to even think about that and constantly be looking at the draft order as it changes from week to week and thinking to myself, do I want to root for the Jets right now realistically to lose, considering it would cost, you know, it would, you know, you would jump up in the draft like eight, ten picks. Honestly, realistically, I know a lot of for. Two or three weeks already. By now, exactly. Um, I haven't looked. I I've only mocked like once, and it wasn't even for for last, Jets fantasies. Last week was um really bad for the Jets with the Patriots and the Chargers. Yeah, all winning that sucks. Going from seven to nine. Um, yeah, we got dogged on that. That was fucked. Yeah, that was rough. And now they need this is a must win game. I mean, I think every game obviously is a must win game at this point. Because you don't want to like split these two games, and then you're in the middle of the draft. Uh, like that sucks. No, both both of these home games are must win. Yeah, do or die for sure. Right. I mean, you, ima- you imagine their last two are going to be, you know, fairly rough. I know that Seattle's. I mean, we're going to watch tonight, obviously, but they've been kind of coming down, coming back to earth for sure. So who yeah. knows where they'll be in two weeks? But you're you know, talking about Gino's, the Jets, obviously. But Gino's still playing really well. Yeah, no, I'm saying for the last two weeks for the Jets. Yeah, as well all, for the all Seahawks. The, all these games are are massive games. I mean, we're talking about the Jets, the Lions this week. Absolutely massive fucking game for the yeah. Lions. They can get to seven and seven, and then we get the Seahawks down the road. Miami's we're still one game within. Like it's going to be crazy these last couple spots. I'm excited. All right. Before we get to uh, some previews, got to recap some bets. Um, it was just me and Ray last week. Ray, I know it was a tough week for you, but you got to spill it for the people. I mean, we didn't. the episode uh, didn't drop due to technical difficulties, so I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I see it in writing in the, uh, in the spreadsheet. 
I don't think that was me, but I'll read what's under my name. I don't think it was me, though. <laughs> uh, so there was a money line parlay, Dallas versus Houston, which Dallas absolutely almost got fucking – I don't understand how that game was so close. Uh, Houston put up a good fight. And then Seattle got dicked by uh, Sammy D. And um, so that, that blew my parlay for me. And then the last leg was Kansas City at Denver, but doesn't even matter. Uh, I had another parlay. Uh, Garrett Wilson over 63 and a half yards, which hit, but my Conklin to score a touchdown missed. That was plus nine. <laughs> that was plus 900. But that, I, I love take, that parlay dude, so I'll much. That, <laughs> I'll, take that, I'll take that any day of the week. I was obsessed with that when I saw it. <laughs> um, I may take it again this week. Fuck it. Garrett um, and then my last one was a six and a half point teaser, uh, Eagles money line, and then over 47 in Miami Chargers, and they just didn't score. Uh, two, the, the Dolphins are really coming back down to earth. But let's be real. They're, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, and they're always dangerous. But uh, that offensive line is not looking too good. Yeah, and that defense isn't playing so great either. Um, for me, not a bad week. Uh, Bengals minus five and a half against Cleveland. Um, Cincinnati. They're fucking rolling right now. Um, that was one and a half units. Um, I finally hit a double-digit tease, Ray. So let's go. The 11-point tease, Dean, at that point, I looked back. I was 0 for 4 in double-digit teasers. It's the- so funny because you, you had the same line. You basically verbatim said the same line every time you have made those bets as well. It's ridiculous. Because you, you were usually you, you were usually a little bit down, maybe on a little bit of cold streak, and then you go, don't worry, I'll bring it back with 11 points. And then you you, you highlight the bet, and you're just like, well, all those are impossible to lose. So. I sweated this one out. Minnesota plus 12 and a half against Detroit. Absolutely sweated that one out. Um, Philly at against the Giants plus four and then Kansas City plus one and a half against Denver. Honestly, it was making me sweat it out too. So it was two and a half units to win 1.43. Sometimes you just need those, even though you're over four. Uh, and then the last one, one unit didn't hit Tyreek over six and a half receptions. Right. That was must. That was a, a lock, but. Yeah. I think I said, actually, I think I said, you I said wanted to tell you. It. Yeah. I didn't do it. Thank God. But <laughs> he still had a good game. He just only had four catches. Um, but all right, good week. Let's get to some previews. Saturday football, fellas, absolutely wild. Gotta love it though. Uh, Dolphins at Buffalo, the Bills, a seven point favorite right now. Ray, how you feeling about this game? This is a big game, obviously, for both teams in, in the division. Buffalo trying to make its way back to the top, Kansas City. How do you feel about this one? Um, I think the Bills are gonna fucking trounce them. To be honest with you, um, I there's like there's a bunch of shit going around on Twitter how like the Finns were using like space heaters. I think it was last week when it's like 50 degrees and it's gonna be like in the teens in Buffalo and snowing. So that's just a bad sign all around. They I don't think they can handle that cold weather. And like I like I said before, Tua has not been playing well at all. Um, we saw last week firsthanded uh the Bills defense uh their defensive front. I mean, obviously they're missing Vaughn, but they can still get the fuck after it. Rousseau played a sick game. And Oliver's playing really well. Um, Matt Milano playing really well. And then even Epinesa, dude, that whole front actually played yeah. really, really well last week. So they're firing on all cylinders. And I think uh, that offense is going to light up the Dolphins' defense at home. So I really think uh, Bill's easy here. 
I I mean, do I think the Bills are going to win, and do I think they match up really well against the Finns that are starting to struggle, obviously alongside what Tua's been doing lately compared to what he was, of course, doing in the beginning of the year when he was, you know, a borderline or maybe even at one point leading the MVP race. Yes, I do. But at the end of the day, this is, you know, it's a division matchup. They know each other well. I have a lot of faith in McDaniel. Um, (laughs) Guy's a national treasure. But seven is just flat out way too much for this. You know, the Finns are still a really good team. And I just actually, you know, in preparation for this podcast, I actually went and watched uh, almost, I watched like condensed version. I watched almost all of Tua's snaps against the Niners because obviously they are by far the best defense in football. So I, I will not really hold it too much against him that he didn't play that great. But I'm going to be honest, the play calling was very good and it was very diverse. And honestly, it really set up Tua. Um, and he missed a lot of throws that we've seen him make this year. And I'm just going to have faith in this coaching staff. And I'm going to believe that they are going to definitely at least keep it tight and even potentially have a chance to win it all uh, to, to win the game. But. Uh, I don't, I don't mean to cut, I don't mean to cut you off. You said, first of all, you said Tua was at one point a uh, favorite to win MVP. I think that's kind of a, kind of a little bit of a stretch. I, I I said it. I said it. I said it. Indicating. I'm not, try, I'm, I'm not trying to make fun of you here. I'm not trying to make fun of you. It just it comes out like that. But uh, I was going to say, call back to when Chris came on these airwaves, and first he said he can't wait to see Case Keenum get reps, and they lost outright. <laughs> and then he also said that uh, you can get Josh Allen to win MVP at even money, and it's pretty much just betting he doesn't get hurt. That looks fucking miserable too. So I'm not guy- gonna lie. I might have to go back and re rewatch, re-listen to that whole podcast because he was legit oozing with confidence. He's like, you can get use like, you can get uh Josh Allen MVP, and it's just you're betting on him not to get hurt. Like that really aged well, dipshit. But but I I mean I I definitely was implying yeah. that that it was a stretch that he was the the MVP race, you know, but that was at the peak of two and on and we wouldn't be doing two and on justice if we weren't saying some crazy a bit outlandish conspiracy theory shit that even you a little bit believe in dude hand up i mean listen birds can't be real i'm looking i'm i'm looking for you know what q and on has q i'm looking for t bro i'm I'm a member of two and on right now (laughs) i fuck with with two and on but i'm just saying leading the mvp race a little bit of a stretch all right uh dean as you were talking, you were talking about seven being too much. I looked it up. It actually has gone to seven and a half. Oh my god, ha- hammer ski! Are you slamming that? I'm. I'm actually I'm fucking. I'm trying to think of like my favorite WWE finisher. To, I'm not kidding. Red Wolf. I'm Swanton bombing that. <laughs> Shout out Red Wolf. I, Red Wolf. That's actually. Oh, that's actually amazing. But uh, honestly, I might have to go and. Go to a Rob Van Dam, Swanton Bomb, and I might have to. Right, he does that. You're asking the wrong. I watch real fighting. I don't watch that shit. <laughs> I don't know. I was you're really young, but anyway, Rob Van Dam. I hope Nikki was on the pod today so we could verify. He does the Swanton Bomb. I, I would love to get a still, like a picture of him in Swanton Bomb mode, and the the guy that that he's about to, you know, finish. Obviously, I want to. I definitely need to like edit on. 
Dolphins plus seven, and then put a, my face on Rob Van Dam's face while he's swanton bombing. That's how much I'm going to slam this. So this is this isn't a uh, WWE podcast, but this is a betting podcast. And I'm <laughs> willing to I'm willing to bet that the guy you just said, Rob Van Dam, does not <laughs> do that guy move. Who I guarantee he doesn't do the move. I don't know. I'll look it up right now. Look it up right now. <laughs> Blind guess. I know Rob he Van Dam, uh, Swan. Oh fuck! Nothing's really coming up. Swanton bomb. <laughs> Um, Jeff Hardy's well. This, this is good podcasting. Fuck, I don't know, Rob. Let's go to the next while game. You, Dean, while you look it up, I'm going to move on to the next game because it's okay. the main event. Um, it's Lions, it's Jets. The Jets are one and a half point favorite right now. Ray, must win for both. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> the intro. I'm looking up YouTube videos, seeing his finisher. Is that his? Uh, yeah, Dude, he would always go like this. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, dude, I'm on. All right, Ray. Big Jet game. What needs to happen for the Jets to win? Obviously, Quinn in a, a big worry right now. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it starts with. Uh, I think we need Quinn in the play. I don't know his status to be honest. I haven't. I didn't. I think he wasn't seen at practice today, but I could be wrong. He was not seen at practice. Yeah, I mean that's that's tough. But I think our defensive line is still good enough where they'll be able to get pressure without him. It'll be obviously a little bit more difficult, but. It all starts up front with this defensive in order to get pressure, but I think we are inherently at an advantage just because I think it really is a big difference. The fact that Detroit's a dome team, uh, Jared Goff does not play well in the cold, and it's going to be frigid Sunday. So I think we're at I think we're at an advantage there. And also, Mike White says he's going to play unless he was dead. He's not playing. The only way he's not playing if he was dead. I think he said something like that. So we got Mike White coming back. So that's good. Uh, I think that Detroit's defense, sure, they've been playing a little bit better, but I don't think they're good at all. Uh, we have to obviously keep our eye on Aiden Hutchinson so he doesn't get uh, into the backfield and sack Mike White. Besides that, I'm not really too worried about this defense. I think that we're going to be able to move the ball through the air, definitely. I think uh, in order, I think it's kind of like reverse this year. Normally, we in the past years as Jet fans, just in football in general, I feel like you have to run to establish the pass. I think it's completely reversed now. I think you we have to throw. We have to throw more. I feel like the early downs when we run up the middle, they just they get stuffed every time. I just start screaming. I don't understand. We start, we start almost every drive with a screen pass or a bubble screen that we couldn't we couldn't complete with Zach, and then it was a run for no yards. I, I think we can't run. You start third and long every single drive. They they can't run on obvious running downs. They can't, just can't do it, and they can't do tosses anymore either. That should be thrown the out of the playbook. Oh, I I every, literally wrote that in the group last week. Every <laughs> toss they do, my uh, Lafleur should have to do like fifteen push-ups because it's fucking <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Um, I think I think we have to win through the air. To, as fucked up as it sounds, I think that's our path to victory in almost every game. Uh, win through the air and scheme open the run. Yeah, you can't you can't be too. Elijah looked good uh, last week. Let's get Elijah. That, that's another thing too. I hate to say it, less Baja. More Elijah. Uh, Some yeah. of those scheme touches, I just they gotta go to Elijah. He's too dynamic with the ball in his hands. I love me some Barrios. I think he still deserves to get some snaps. He just based on how he's played, he's still good on special teams. He's reliable with hands, but just a little bit less of him. Just tone it down. You know, keep it down. Yeah. Keep it down. Um, Dean, how do you feel about the Lions offense against our defense? Obviously, missing Coinin could be big time, but I still think this defensive line is good enough. Their offensive line is very good, and Goff is rolling right now. 
Yeah, no, missing Quinn will obviously be huge. Luckily, this defensive line has a ton of depth and has just been masterfully constructed by Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. So kudos to them. And you could even say the same to the back end of this defense with obviously Sauce and DJ Reed. But this Lions offense is borderline, you know, top five most explosive in the league. I feel confident saying that they've proved it over the past six week stretch. It's just they hit you with too many different angles. And now they obviously added Jameson Williams, who, you know, only had one catch in two weeks, you know, obviously coming off that ACL. 43-yard touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it's a 43-yard touchdown, though. Uh, very worrisome that that's also added to the bunch. You know, Monroe St. Brown is fucking for real. They have Swift, who's been fairly healthy. You know, he could always come up with a 20, 30-yard gash out of nowhere. And then Jamal Williams is one of the best, you know, goal line, you know, green zone backs in the league. So it's really a good touch. But luckily, I really think that when you shut down this, this running attack, that – I believe the Jets will be able to do fairly efficiently. This is this is a great offensive line. The Lions have to keep Jared Goff up, but they haven't been amazing at actually pushing the line of scrimmage. So the Jets will definitely, I believe, be stout in that front. But then it's going to all, you know, be on the uh, really for the most part on the backs of the linebackers. You know that Sauce and DJ Reed will play really well, but. I'm very worried for the Jets in the sense that, you know, a few DeAndre Swift. This could be a Swift game. It really I, I, I was really going to say the same thing. They have to keep an eye on Swift in the passing game. Yeah. We've, be, it could just be like a, you know, he's he like seven catches for like 80 yards receiving. We yeah. just can't have that happen. That's like the number one thing they have to control, I think. Yeah. It should be a good one. Also, oh my gosh. So it was so, so, oh my God. I, I have to chalk this up as a win. So Rob Van Dam is the guy. He's a real person. That's that's already one win. Second win. It's, so it's not a swanton bomb. That's what Jeff Hardy does. That, that, that's, that was what I said. Like the swanton yeah, that's bomb. what we were saying. Oh, you said it's Jeff Hardy? No, no, no I just we no. Saying... I just said that it wasn't him who did it. I could bet yeah. my life. Oh no, on no, no, no. But it's it's so similar, and it's called the five. It's, it's better. And it's called the five star frog splash. Yeah, real similar. I, I need to fucking – I need to send a picture of it right now. It's so fucking funny. Okay, let's go to the next game. I can right. go to the next game. Um, Chargers-Titans. Chargers a three-point favorite right now. Big win against Miami. We need them to lose, but, Dean, how do you feel about this one? Oh, this is – this is – and it, it sucks because I kind of harped on it. Um, when they played the Eagles, that it wasn't going to be a get-right game. They were, they were obviously starting to slide, and that slide continued, obviously, into uh, that pitiful game against the Eagles that the Titans had where they got destroyed. But this is 1,000% their get-right game. I just see it lining up perfectly. This defense has underperformed the past few weeks, but it's definitely not indicative of how they are as a team. And this is a great opportunity, a great, great, great opportunity for them because this is an unbelievably well-coached team. We know that Mike Vrabel coaches this defense amazing. Even when they lose their best player in Harold Landry, they, you know, it doesn't skip a beat. Still a great front seven and, and performance-wise, maybe not talent-wise, but they always just get the best out of their players. And this is a one – and even though the Chargers are doing really well right now, this is a one-dimensional offense. Doesn't do fucking shit, but one dimension. And when you have a well-coached defense – 
that's when you'll run into troubles. And personally, I think this Titans defense is going to play really, really well and really limit, you know, this offense. And then offensively themselves, they're just going to have to be better. They really do. King Henry finally had his, you know, a, a solid game last week for the first half. Second half, he had two yards. I think in the first half, he had like 118. But they just need to be consistent running the ball. And Tannehill needs to make them pay for something downfield at least once this game for for them to really kind of just. But they're, they're going to play tempo, and I think they really do win this game. And uh, I think I believe they're I believe they're a dog, right? Because they're away. The Chargers. The Chargers are three point favorites. Yeah, um, it's not one of my best bets, but gosh. I will be betting this for sure. I'll, I'll probably just go Titans money line, to be honest with you. Um, I do think in this game, um, both offenses set up really well against defenses. Um, the Titans pass defense is just absolutely miserable, like giving up 300 a game, um, arguably the worst in the league. And the Chargers run defense is really soft up the middle. I think both offenses could actually get kind of hot in this game and do what they do. You said the Chargers are one-dimensional, um, but their one-dimension, again, against this Titans defense is... I, yeah, I get okay. it. I, I, I totally agree. Yes, it, it it definitely plays against the Titans defense's weakness for sure. But like I said, this is just something that, you know, the the great defensive mind coaches, I believe, deal with and handle really well. And I, I think Brable is going to surprise people and have this defense ready to you know, bring it. Right. What do you think? I mean, on paper, I think Dean's kind of right. We're in, in the sense that this is a terrible matchup for the Viking, uh, for the uh, Chargers. Sorry. But just because that run defense is piss poor. Uh, right. I think Henry should eat. But I mean, you also said it too. Like the uh, Titans pass defense is obviously not much better or not better at all, actually. So it's an interesting matchup. Uh, on I just gut. I would want to bet the Titans, but looking at the line and it being a three, uh, the Chargers being a three point favorite, I'm definitely staying away. Uh, it should be interesting. I'm curious to see how uh Tennessee handles it because I think Dean said it right. I think that uh Tannehill is also going to have to garner some respect just to open up that run game. I don't think they can just they can't just be like feed Henry, feed Henry, feed Henry. I, I don't care how bad that uh that Chargers deep run defense is. They need to have. They need to open up with a pass too. They need to keep them honest. So I'm curious to see how it goes. I really don't. I think I guess I would favor the Titans, but I don't know. I'm not touching it. Definitely not touching this game. I mean, we kind of need the Titans to win. So yeah, the big Titans fans this weekend. Um, yeah. Well, that I too. I wasn't even taking a side before when I was talking about the Chargers. I actually do think the Chargers are going to win this game, and I feel like it's going to be a late drive from Herbert. Um, but I can totally see the Titans just dominant. If I feel like we'll know very early if they can't stop Henry in like the first quarter, the first half, like the Titans are just going to hold the ball the entire game, but it should be a good one. All right, let's end it with a uh, big game in the NFC, uh, in the NFC's giants commanders, the commanders, a four and a half point favorite right now. Ray, how are we feeling after a tie? These <laughs> the first time these teams two uh, these two teams played. 
Yeah, tie in a legendary under, and the line is set at 40 and a half again. I mentioned legendary it. under. It was. I mean, honestly, it's just this is just calling my name. That line at 40 and a half again. I think I'm gonna have to take it just out of principle. Uh bet a is, tie. What? Can we bet a tie? Bet a tie. No, I can't do that. That's fucking that's, that's maniacal. <laughs> like a Dom bet. But um, I mean, I think this maniacal. is I think this is going to be a gritty ass game again. I think it's just, I think these teams are very evenly matched in the sense that, like, I think both defenses are really stout, especially against the run. And both these offenses, I mean, they don't have a difference maker at quarterback. You know, they rely on like a balanced approach, but they need their running game needs to open up things. Uh, Barkley was super banged up last week, obviously, wasn't fully healthy. So I think if the Giants have want to have any chance of winning this game, he's got to be full go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Just give me one second because I wanted to look up the updated line for this game. I apologize because I figured it would probably move around. Okay, it did. So I actually totally agree with this line movement, and I feel like it's vindicating how I feel inside about this game. So obviously we saw their first matchup, you know, two short weeks ago. Um, and it is I feel like it's you you sound like an idiot if you say you think you have an edge on this game. So, you know, in a football standpoint. So I think that there is an edge to have be had in this game besides the fact that the commanders are home. And I think that I think that is very simply the commanders because it basically feels like it's been a, a halftime. It's basically been two weeks. It's basically halftime. And the second half of the game is technically starting because obviously they they tied 2020. So besides the commanders, which had a bye week, the Giants. You're a fucking idiot, right? The Giants got fucking pummeled by the Cowboys. So I believe that the angle here is that the commanders are a a bit more rested and they, you know, didn't have their confidence hit quite a bit the same way the Giants did last week. So I think that is all that needs to be said in dissecting this game, to be completely honest with you. And I don't know what Ray's laughing at, but I it, it was a tie game, right? Like kissing your sister. So I am an optimist, and I like to think that, you know, they didn't tie. That was just halftime. The second half is starting now. Oh, you don't need to spell it out for me. I, I kind of – I guess I understand the words you're saying. Cool. Just the order and just the manner in which you're saying it was a little fucked. But <laughs> that's beside the point. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's one way to look at it. I mean, I think it's – I guess that's yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. I can't really follow up sauce. Help me out here. I don't know. I'm just this is gonna be a fucking fun game to watch. There's no way that this game isn't tight as fuck and down to like the last few minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent gonna be close. I kind of believe in Heineke. I do too. I do too. But he played. He threw that game against the the G men. I mean, yeah, he had a few. He had a few plays, but he had a few wide open plays that he botched. I don't know. I feel like he just like know. that was their game to lose for sure, in my opinion. I feel like he's just like steady in like in big games too. Oh yeah, yeah he's fucking. I don't know. The only reason they didn't win is because like they weren't because they weren't gonna lose. It's like it might be the Heineke effect. I feel like he'll you know that's why I have faith in this game. They won't be tied, and he'll turn it on probably at the end. Probably be what happens. He's great. You, you, you guys think Chase Young uh, gets to go here? No idea. Is there any word on that? I mean, he. I know his practice window has been open. Um, yeah. He's listed as questionable. He's limited Wednesday. I think that'd be a massive get for them, uh, especially with the Giants. I feel their offensive line hasn't been the uh, best this year. 
And I mean, that commander's front's already loaded. So I think getting yeah. get a difference maker like Chase Young back would be huge. Love me some, love me some Deron Payne and some fucking Jonathan Allen. I feel like this is kind of the giant season. It, oh no, it it's was. Is it still? No, he's, I think he's saying like this game is like the make or break for the giant season. I think that's what he's saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you know what's actually they're funny? They're, you know at what's the, funny? they're at Minnesota. They're home against the Colts, and then they're at Philly. That's a loss. Um, <laughs> unless they're resting their starters, if they have the one seed locked up, maybe. I think, but they would never. Loss. They would never do that for a Giants team. It's actually you know what's they would actually just actually just go out and beat the fuck out of them. I didn't even think about this, but Faz is going to be and G men uh, G men fans are going to be rooting for the Jets heavy. Yeah, I mean the way that they're they've been playing though, like. Three losses and a tie in the last. I hear four. you. They're going to have to That's eat this serious, one up. It's going to be hard. Treading water right now in in your season after starting unbelievable. I mean, they need uh, Saquon. Let's be real. They need Saquon to be full go, and he needs to be a difference maker. They can't that. win without him. <laughs> they actually can't win without him. I mean, they can't. They're not good enough. And even with them, they're probably not good enough. He Damn. is different, though. Heineke. All right, should be a good weekend. It's it's pretty crazy. This slate, um, almost every game has playoff implications. the 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 two means that the two games that mean nothing: Arizona and Denver, and the Rams and Green Bay. Yeah. Those are the only two games that don't have any playoff implications. It's a solid slate. Fucking awesome. Pumped up. Let's get to some bets, Ray. We need a big week out of you. You got to get back on track. I'm going all in, baby. All five on Jets minus a half point. Is that wise? <laughs> I think so. I think I think they win this game handily. Personally, I think this is a re- I think it's a good matchup for them. I think their offense is going to put up points, um, and I think that our defense is stout enough that we can stop anyone. I'm not overly concerned with uh, Detroit's offense, especially in the cold weather. So all five on that minus one hundred seven. Lock it up. Like it. I'm in. Not for all five, but I'm in. Uh, Dean, what do you got for us? I got half the load, two and a half units on Jets minus a half. Same as Ray for a lot of the reasons we outlined earlier. Um, You know, the Jets are going to be home. And like Ray said, I I didn't really touch on it because Ray did himself. But I genuinely think that that is going to be a, a, a considerable problem for Jared Goff, who has proved that he can be lackluster and sometimes downright brutal in in pretty cold weather um, with high winds. Then second bet is going to be two and a half units to win 6.95. So it's a little bit juicy. I do not, I do not suggest you do this at home, but fuck it. Let's have fun. You should really do straights all the straights all the way. It's going to be a parlay. The Niners minus three and a half. They're up seven nothing right now. Basically, could chalk that up as a dub, and then <laughs> that's a loss. That's a loss. And then, uh, and then, um, and then Finns plus plus the seven. Uh, I know they are plus seven and a half right now, but when I put this in, it was at plus seven. I'm sure it'd be a little. It's going to be a little bit juiced now. That's plus seven and a half. But listen, I feel comfortable with the seven, and I would be. I, I genu- genuinely would be shocked if. if you know, this offense doesn't piece it together and bounce back in, in a solid way. 
I wish we could get a live bet right now. Uh, 49ers <laughs> win by three. I would take it so fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, you definitely fucked yourself there. <laughs> All right, we like to have fun here. Yeah, we like to have fun. All right, I'll round it out for us. Uh, tonight, game's already going on. I got Tyler Lockett anytime touchdown. Plus 210, but he scored in his last six. I'm riding with my boy Gino and Tyler Lockett. Like that one. One unit uh, to win 2.1. I got a seven and a half point tease Kansas city at Houston. This game kind of scares me, um, but I'm going to roll with it. Uh, Philly minus one and a half at Chicago. And then Atlanta plus 12 at new Orleans plus one Oh five, two and a half units to win 2.62. Damn. And a road a, teaser. Huh? A road teaser. Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. You love teasing me on the road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And then I got a money line parlay to end uh, Buffalo. I think they're just gonna win. Honestly, I I don't know how close that game's gonna be, but Buffalo's not losing. This uh, is still a te- that is still a team that could be that could be really good and beat anyone in football. I I, I don't know. I think I think uh, I think everyone's underestimating the Finns a little bit right now. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, and then Sorry I'll, to I'll cut pick- you off. I'm taking uh, Dallas against Jacksonville. Dallas needs to uh, keep going, keep rolling. They'll probably be buttoned up a little bit extra, obviously, after that scare last week. Where honestly, frankly, they should have lost that 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 goal line stand on the half yard line. Mm-hmm. On it was obviously the game, but I, I am shocked that I can't believe they didn't get it. Right, I know. And then they drove down the field so easy. Yeah. Well, they, literally, they literally marched down the field after not being able to do that the entire time. The whole game, yeah, I, I always love that. Um, yeah. Right? Like when you know they're going to go down the field and you're like, they've sucked the entire game. Yeah. I wanted to see the Texans win. I thought it would have been cool. Yeah. Who knows? That might be That might be, um, that might be. be a huge game when it comes to, nah, probably not, right? They're, they're two games behind Philly. Is there any chance that they catch them for the – the NFC East? They can, but I don't think it's likely. They play each other one more time, right? Um, I don't know. I think so. It would, it would need to be. It would need to be probably crazy. Never mind. Forget I said anything. I apologize. Let's watch the game. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, so I got one and a half units on that. So hopefully, uh, we make some money this week. Jesus Christ! Good, good luck, dude. Thanks, man. You guys, too. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our NFL preview. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2022-2023 season, fellas. Appreciate you. Peace. See ya.